Hey, hey, I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Seduce. Quick disclaimer, we are not healthcare professionals, but we just talk about life and all our experiences, so come along and enjoy the ride. Let's get juicy. Hey, Kat, how are you? Hi, Cass, I'm very well, how are you? <laughs> so good. So, I want to know, how did you sleep last night? <laughs> Like a baby. <laughs> now, this question I know comes out of nowhere. And for our listeners that don't know you, mm-hmm. you're a new mum, a relatively new mum. Mm-hmm. You had little, beautiful Rosaria a year ago. She's just turned one and we celebrated her baptism yes. and her first birthday. And mm-hmm. one hit, one beautiful day. <laughs> and it was a gorgeous day, actually. It was. It nice was. It was very lucky. Very lucky. So I have questions about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to go there. <laughs> yet to experience. Yes, exactly. So that's one of my common things because, you know, I'm still single and, I, and I'm tired. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Cass, I have, so, to, I have to tell you, so these... you, are, you are not tired. <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> I thought I was tired too. Turns oh, out gosh. I was um, fully functioning and highly energised at the time because oh, since wow. having Rosaria... Yeah. Tired has taken on a whole new meaning for me. So since she was born, mm-hmm. so when she was born, mm-hmm. what, so in the past year, give us a breakdown of what that year has looked like from birth. How many hours sleep were you getting? How is it shared between you and Luke as well? Mm-hmm. And coming around full circle to the year mark, how is it now? Has it changed? Is there less sleep, more sleep? Because mm. I know that every experience is completely different. Correct. I get that. Mm-hmm. Every child is completely different. But what are some of your experiences with this? With sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so we were pretty lucky in the beginning. Yeah. Rosaria from newborn up until the age of like six months had this beautiful sleep routine. Love that. She slept nonstop. Love it that. was great. She'd wake up to feed, go back down. Like it was, she was hitting all her milestones and sleeping really, really well. So she would go to sleep at what, 8, 7 p.m. and then be asleep until? So I reckon she was probably eight, no, she was six weeks old mm-hmm. when she started sleeping throughout the night without waking up. And oh, wow. that was probably a six to seven hour stint at night where she would sleep without waking. Mm-hmm. And from that six weeks, it just got better and better until, you know, she progressed up to like that three month mark and she was sleeping all night. She was getting a really solid eight hours and I was getting a really solid eight hours and yeah. functioning pretty well. Amazing. Um, hit the six month mark, so around Christmas time. And she started to get teeth. Uh, those are <laughs> And life buggers. changed. Yeah. <laughs> life changed. Wow. Um, so then we went through a really rocky road of trying, trying, and I say trying because it was not successful, to get her back into a sleep routine. Yeah. And along the way, I probably, there were a few bad habits, started to like rock her to sleep. And, and I say bad habits because for me and my lifestyle, like I need sleep. I cannot oh, yeah. function without it. I need a minimum of eight hours. Yeah. So I really struggle if I'm I'm under that. I get that. Right? I You know, I just got back from Melbourne and I suffered a bit of burnout. And every night I have been falling asleep at 7 p.m. on the couch. There you go. Can and you what imagine time do you I wake? Had, oh, 8 p.m. And then I'll go to bed at, Okay, you know, then you'll go 11. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it's just been unusual because that only really happens once a month where yeah. I'll fall asleep unexpectedly on the couch and be like, what's going on? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's on its way. <laughs> no guy is going to know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's a, I think I'm just still recouping yes. from how I felt. But I often wonder, oh, if I had a child to look after right now, you just have to get up and go, You just you? have to. You yeah. just have to. And so when we that six to nine month mark where sleep wasn't happening as well. Don't get me wrong, when she would fall asleep, even if it was late, nine, 10 o'clock, she'd sleep all night. Mm. But it was that period of getting her to sleep, which was really tricky. You know, she'd be crying, throwing tantrums. There was a lot going on and I didn't really know how to manage it. So I would just hold her through it. And just yeah. hope for the best. And sometimes it was two hours and sometimes it was three hours. She's a little cancerian baby. She probably loved that. She loved that so much <laughs> that she got used to that. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, that was not what I wanted. I really needed, you know, the days are busy already yeah. without a child. And then you throw in the little one and you start to realise that the time for yourself gets a bit less and less. So in the evenings, I really looked forward to putting it down at seven o'clock and knowing that I had a few hours to myself. Down You know, and... Mm, At the time, I was like, is that a bit selfish of me? No. You need it. You need your own time. Absolutely. Um, Otherwise, there's no off button. Absolutely. And you just go, go, go. So at six months, when it started to unravel that she no longer wanted to fall asleep as easily as she once did, I really struggled Mm. because that meant that by the time she was asleep, it was now 9 p.m., 10 p.m., and I had to be asleep to Mm. wake up at 6 the next day. I, I needed sleep, right? So for me, I was like, wow, I have no downtime. I'm literally putting the baby to bed and then myself going to bed. There was no time of the day where I just got to sit and just do what I wanted. Because you find, you know, the thing about parenthood, and I say parenthood because, you know, there's a lot of amazing dads out there that do it, one, on their own, but do it with alongside like the mother and do a beautiful job of joint, you know, sharing all the responsibilities. But throughout the day, you... You don't sleep when the baby sleeps. Mm. They say sleep when the baby sleeps, but you just don't because you're running a household. Mm -hmm. And when they're asleep is the prime time to get things done. Mm. And I mean things like washing, cooking, you know, Mm. cleaning, things that the house still still needs some sort of attention. So it's not really you time as such. So the evenings were just my unwind. And when that all changed, I found it really, really challenging. And did you find that Luke noticed the change as well? So at about that six-month mark, Little teeth coming through, yep. sleep pattern changing. Did he notice it also or oh, was it definitely something? Because okay. he was also helping. Some mm. nights he was busy with work so he wouldn't be there and it would just be me. But a lot of the time it was like, all right, you know, we know what's coming for the next three yeah. hours so I'll, I'll speak to you at 10 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> and that was hard. Like it was mm. really hard. That happened for months. So it wasn't just like a week. Yeah. You know, and I got into, like I said, I got into bad habits with that because I allowed it to go on that long. Yeah. Partly because I thought, well, she's just going through this little phase now. It'll, it'll get better. But what I didn't realise was that as she was growing and developing, she didn't need as much daytime sleep. Yeah. And because I was still giving her the same amount of daytime sleep, she was having it like three, four months. It was kind of like she was awake at seven. Yeah. She was awake at eight. She was awake at 9 p.m. because she was having too much sleep during the day. It wasn't until I spoke to a sleep consultant that they were like, Look, this is the problem. And once you fix that, a sleep consultant. Yes. Is this something you would recommend as a, a 
new like you know what parent. if you're at your wits end which I was yeah I would so recommend because wow. it was just that little tweak that I had to do where I had to change her nap times during the day make them a little bit shorter wow it changed my whole life <laughs> it actually changed yeah. my whole life so I'm so grateful for that conversation with that lady she was brilliant oh. and she really helped so now knock on wood we're back to Rosaria Sleeps now, 12 hours straight at night. Oh, I don't want to jinx that. nothing. I need to like knock on yeah, every piece of wood in the room. Wood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, I've got my life back again at night, yeah. which is wonderful. And we have a good rest, which is so important. Absolutely. And you know me, I always kind of go to herbs. <laughs> Yes, so I'm do. like, if I'm struggling with sleep, okay, well, there's got to be a herb that's going to fix me. Yeah. Was this something you, did you look into that avenue or it was straight away sleep consultant? Did someone tell you about the sleep consultant or you did your own research to find that? No, I, I follow a page on Instagram of mm-hmm. the sleep consultant. I just come across it, you know, those ones yeah. that pop up that you just start to follow. Started to read a few things that she had written and then my sister had mm-hmm. mentioned that a friend of hers had gone through gotcha. this woman. So it was kind of like that word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah, And I thought, what have I got to lose? Like I can at least, you know, these people obviously study and they know about sleep patterns and they know, you know, the hours that children need at certain development stages and things that I'm not privy to. I I never really looked into that stuff. You know me, Cass, I'm not the type that will read a book and get my information from there. I just kind of, I just kind of go, go along with it, you know. So it was great. It was just a 90 minute chat on the phone. We we went in depth about Rosaria and everything from eating to sleeping, her behavior. And, and she really like knuckled down and just said to me, look, these are the boxes that you're not ticking and this is how to get them ticked. Mm. So she was awesome. She was really good. So tell me, what is it Mm. about becoming a mum that you feel that they don't tell you, but that you were definitely going to tell me right now? (laughs) Was there something that you were like, once she was born, you were like, holy shit no one told me about this if I had a known <laughs> there were many moments there were many moments like that wow no one told me about this okay like give me the heads up all right if there is something okay your emotions are just out of this world okay hormonally yeah, that makes there's sense. so much of an imbalance going on mm-hmm. that you are just everywhere I mean I'm already emotional so how's this gonna you know <laughs> You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm talking like I'm pregnant, but like... <laughs> That's just my everyday life. <laughs> a day in the life of a cancerian. <laughs> sure. So hormones everywhere. Hormones everywhere. Like you've just had a baby, right? So yeah. your body has gone through essentially trauma. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's gone through something really traumatic. Did you find Luke was very understanding? He's he like, was, okay, this he is... He was great. Yeah. He was great. Amazing. And he was the one that really grounded me That's because so I went like, really, I probably should have been hospitalised for my mental. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I say that jokingly, but it was chaos. My yeah. like impatience. I, I don't know. I just, I found things about myself after I had Rosaria that I didn't even know were within me. Like I just had this like aggression and this impatience Ooh. and this frustration with the world. And I think it came from a space of really being like out of my depth. Yeah. You know, first time being a mum, not knowing what to expect. I'm a go with the flow person and the flow was really hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah. It was like a current. It was like you were fighting against, you know. It was it was a lot. And one of the things that they don't tell you or they speak minimal of, and I mean this like your friends and people close to you, people don't really share this side, which I would consider maybe to be a bit of like the dark side to motherhood mm. or parenthood. 
sometimes you go to a really dark place. Yeah, wow. And you feel really down. I've heard this before. I've yeah, definitely heard this. And I had heard uncommon. this too. Yeah. And I was the type that was like, no, I'm so positive. I'm so upbeat. I'll be fine. fine. And Cass, I was not fine. For a good eight yeah. weeks, I was not fine. And I found it really, really challenging, especially going from a lifestyle that was obviously like any person before they have a kid. You know, your life's about you. You do things on your watch. If you want the house cleaned, it's cleaned. If you want to go out for dinner, you go out for dinner. You catch up with friends. Like it's my social life was busy. My work life was busy. Mm. Ran businesses, went to work, saw family, saw friends. Like there was never a minute of the day that I was at home. I literally lived my life so, I don't know, like extreme in a way. Like it was (laughs) busy, but in a good way, doing things that I wanted to do. And then you have a little one and it's like, oh. It's the middle of winter. You know, I had her at the end of June. It's the middle of winter. It's a shitty time of year. You don't really want to go outside. So you're cooped up inside eight weeks straight with a newborn, mm. not knowing yourself. You really lose mm. yourself in that moment. And I know everyone's experience is different. One of the ones that people don't really share. Yeah. And it wasn't until I caught up with a few friends who were, who were thankful. Like, thankfully, they came to visit because I wasn't going out much. I was yeah. a bit too nervous to go out with a newborn. Yes. I didn't really know what to do. So yes. It was nice to have people come over and a few of my best friends were like, I felt exactly the same way when I had my little one. Mm. And I was like, why did you never say anything? Like, I didn't know. Like, you know, one, one girlfriend of mine was like, I cried every day for three months. And I was like, what? I, I was like coming this. to see you. How did I not know this? And mm. it's like, yeah, but it's just one of those conversations. Like, how do you, how do you start that conversation? And is it also you feel like... You know, we look at social media and how people present the best of themselves on mm. that. Is it almost a stigma around it? Like, I've got to be the best. I'm a new mum. I've got to do the best thing by my family right now, by everyone. And that's when it gets lost that no one can see what is truly happening yes. or how you truly feel. And like you say, majority of it, it's it's hormones. It's you're acting out of, it's almost your thoughts are out of character. Sure, Because exactly. I know you as an individual. Yeah. I know how upbeat and positive and whatnot. But then you throw body changes, hormones, all of that into the mix. Is there anything you did mentally, health-wise, meditation? Is there mm-hmm. anything you did to try and get yourself into the frame of mind that you wanted to be in? Because mm-hmm. I'd imagine that would be extremely hard. You're dealing with feeding times and, like you said, keeping the household yeah. the way you, you know... <laughs> The way you want it. Keeping it. Keeping <laughs> just, the household. keeping it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So did you find there was anything or that Luke said to you or anything? You know, the one thing that Luke did say to me at the time where I was just really erratic, mm. my characteristics, my personality went really erratic. Mm. And he pulled me aside and he said it to me and it, it just kind of, it just cut straight through the bullshit of yes. what I was feeling. Yeah. And he said, Kat. Rosaria's getting older, okay? She's only a couple months, but she's getting older and she's watching you. You're her everything. Watch how you carry yourself. Wow. And I was like, yeah, you're 100% right. Wow. It's not what you want to hear in the moment, okay? Yeah. Because in the moment I was like, do I punch him right now? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the part where I start to physically assault my husband? Like, am I going to be like that person? Like, is this the moment? But no, like... you really dig. Really it's like those nine one one calls you hear on TikTok. I just beat my husband. Just, <laughs> Where is he now? He's lying on the floor. Is he breathing? I, I don't know. <laughs> what did he do? He um, told me to carry myself better. 
had just had a baby, okay? <laughs> no, but he did. And I'm so grateful that he did. Yeah, wow. Because I was so focused internally on my feelings that I was mm. not even considering what Rosario was getting from that, what yeah. energy I was passing on to Absolutely. her. Absolutely. So I changed that. I, I seriously flipped a switch and went, oh, I don't want to be that. I, I don't want her growing up. and Because and, it's easy to fall into habits. Yes, it's of course. easy to fall into ha- People Ain't change it. in moments Ain't like it. this. I ate a croissant on Tuesday. The next day I wanted a croissant. The next day after that I wanted It's so easy to fall into bad habits. Isn't it? Yeah. Right? But a croissant is not really yeah, a yeah. bad habit. I, quite, <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that every day. For me, it's so out of character, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I hadn't had one in two years since I watched Emily in Paris during lockdown. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you, I know what you mean. It's so easy for it's us so to just easy. go, okay. Like, yeah. I am now assuming this person. I am now going to become this character. You know, yeah. you, you live it for a few months and all of a sudden it becomes you. And so hearing Luke say that to me, as hard as it was to hear in the moment, because mm. I went down a path of, you don't understand what it's like. You don't know what's going on in my mind. You're yeah. not here every day. You're back at work. Like, you know, that conversation. Yeah, of course, really, yeah. it was just excuses. But deep down, and after I reflected on that conversation, I was like, Kat, like, he, he is being honest with you. Yeah. And he can see it for what it is. And you spend the most time with Rosaria. What's, what do you want to teach her? Yeah. What, what sort of, how does she, how do you want her to see you? Yeah, absolutely. What sort of a mum do you want to be? Because you know what person you are, but what sort of a mum are you going to be? So it was kind of in that moment. And I've carried that now, like we're at the year mark. And I still think about that when mm. I get impatient, when things happen that don't go my way, when I start losing it over something that's not even related to her and I might swear at the dog because the dog's barking or, or whatever. Yes, yeah. And then I look at her little face and I'm like, okay, rein it in. Rein it in. Yes. Just yeah, things like that. Absolutely. So that was the moment for me. It was definitely Luke like helping me through that. And then I realized that I had to channel my energy, the frustration that I was feeling. I had to channel that elsewhere. And I started back up at the gym. Love that. I started back up at the gym. Yeah. And then I went to Pilates. Then life got in the way again. Sleep routines changed. So I couldn't get to those classes. Mm-hmm. But I started to walk. I'd put her in the pram. I'd go for a walk. I just, I just really felt... I had to let go of that energy somehow and put it into something daily. It had to be daily. That's a good takeaway. Take the energy and put it into something else. You have whether to. it's exercise, meditation, walking, whatnot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They say when even like, when you've got a bad habit, like say you're a smoker or you drink or whatnot and you're trying to kick a habit like that, they say to replace it with something else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like a different habit, you know, mm. a positive, a good habit. They say if you're getting rid of smoking, like try chewing gum. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a common thing that people will tell you to do. And I think to myself, it was the equivalent. It was like, okay, take away the, like, stop getting mad at yourself and the situation you're in. Take yourself out of that situation. Do something else in yeah, place absolutely. of. Yeah, so that was definitely great. a big help. 100%. Yeah. That's such a great takeaway. What's the most important thing to you in your relationship with your husband since you both became parents? That's an easy one for me to answer only because we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. It's about the importance of a family unit yeah. doing things together. Yes. It gets difficult because obviously Luke's working, I'm back at work and we we're the type of personalities and people that get lost in our work mm-hmm. and can really go deep with it and nothing else matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and once upon a time when you didn't have a little one, it was okay. It worked for us. Go to work, we'd have full on days, come home and we know we'd have that little outlet where we'd chat and talk. But some nights we don't get that. And I sat and Luke and I had a discussion about it where it was like, 
family time is important and we want to set the tone for Rosaria that she can always depend on us yeah. and at dinner time we'll always be together. Yeah. Regardless of what's going on in the day, at dinner time we'll always be together. So I think it's definitely like family unit and Absolutely. how how we're going to look to keep us connected. 100%. Because that's how you grew up. You guys would all eat dinner at the table, correct? Yeah. Because that's how I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's when you, yeah, when you spend the time with your parents, brothers, for me, that was. Yes. You know, and everyone's talking over a meal. Exactly. That's the quality know? time. Yeah. And sometimes it's the only time you get because, as I said, the day gets busy. Other 100%. things come up. You've got, and not everyone's available at the same time, but you know that at dinner time, everyone wants to eat. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. Is there anything you'd wish you'd known sooner? Anything I wish I knew sooner? That it's okay to not feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> that it's completely normal. That nothing, you're not doing anything wrong. Your emotions are valid. Mm. Um, you've just gone through the biggest life change. Absolutely. And it's expected that there's going to be hurdles. So that's definitely one yeah. of the biggest, I reckon. Wow. Mm. It's okay to not be okay. Mm. 100%. And that relates to anything in life, not just parenthood. It does. That's absolutely very you know, true. We, we go through so many things, whether it's like relationship, whether it's business, friends, like this, that, the other. It's, there's always a drama. There's always something going on. And it's okay to have yeah. those moments where you're just not coping. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to feel it as well. I think we tend to try and push our emotions so much to the side and just to get through our days. And I feel like sometimes it's absolutely okay to feel it, let it happen, let it pass yeah. and continue. You yeah. have to feel something to actually, like those emotions, as much as we're taught to mask them, we're taught like if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, like, hey, you can get help for that. You know, yeah. there's medication for that or you go talk to someone or you need to talk to someone. Half the time, it's just a matter of processing that feeling. Yeah. That's all oh, it is. absolutely. And after you process that feeling, you'll come out the other side like, we're humans. We're meant Absol to feel every emotion under the sun. Yeah. We're meant to be sad. We're meant to be happy. We're meant to be surprised, excited, you know, upset, angry. This is, this is how we connect. This is who we are as people. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's often shunned upon it's that very side, true. you know, the dark side, if you want to call it that, of your emotions. But it's all part and parcel. If, if you never experience the bad, how do you appreciate the good? Absolutely. And I think we're always looking so forward to the next good, mm -hmm. you know, that when a wave of bad or, you know, sadness comes over us, we're too busy like, oh, I just want to get to the next good. I want to get to the next best part. I want to get to that next chapter, yeah. you know. We're so quick to try and get over things quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do, how do I get through this the quickest way possible? Yes. But we do need allow, to allow space and allow time to feel those things and that way we can go through them properly. Yeah, you need to do the work. You need to do the work to heal through yeah. Otherwise, if you're accelerating past all the bad stuff, yeah. it's only going to come up later. Later. That's exactly right. You know, it'll affect you later in a different way. So, yeah. so what would you say, what's some advice you would give to a new mum or a mum-to-be? What would no. be your, what, what are cat's words of wisdom? Cat's words of wisdom. Trust your intuition. 
Trust mm. your intuition. Oh, that can be. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I'm with you. I second that. And I ain't even had a baby, <laughs> you know. When I learned to use my intuition mm. was when I called off my wedding. Yes. Six weeks before ago. the wedding. Have we spoken about this on a No, you've podcast? just mentioned it. I believe you've mentioned it Yeah, once. okay. So, yeah, called it off six weeks beforehand. And I remember the lead up to that. I remember a year in advance of being engaged mm. and going, what is this feeling I'm feeling? Why am I feeling it? And what does it mean? Mm. And there was also my dreams got involved in that. So in reality, my body was going, you're not listening. You are not listening to yourself. You are not following your intuition. So now we're going to infiltrate your dreams mm-hmm. and we're going to start sending you messages through your dreams. Yep. Mm-hmm. So every night for a freaking year, a year, a year that I was engaged, I kept having the same reoccurring dream that it was my wedding day and I was crying. Every night for a year. Every single night. And you know the day I called it off and I went to him and I said, it's ending here and now and mm-hmm. these are the reasons, you know. I straight up went to his went to his house, set it to his face. He kept his head down the whole time and I left that night. Slept like a baby. Oh, my gosh. Like a baby. Wow. It was unreal. And that was a very aha uh-huh moment mm-hmm. where it was like, you have to now, cast listen to your intuition. If you're, if you're driving in the car and your body says, turn right, you turn right. Yeah. There, and there was literally, that's another moment of listening to my intuition, just being in the car and following my own sense of direction mm. to get to where I needed to be. Mm. But I remember Googling, going, is it your intuition when you feel like you should be doing this? Because I was only mid-20s. Mm. I was like, why am I feeling a pull towards a certain thing? Why am I upset when I see this man? Mm. Why am I feeling emotional? And, you know, you have those people telling you, <laughs> my beautiful mother, one of them, oh, it's just butterflies. It's yeah. just butterflies. It's nothing. That's just, you know, it's just nerves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it's not freaking nerves. Mm. Like this was so much more than nerves. It's your body sending you a message. Sending a message. So, yes, I definitely second that. Use Mm. your intuition. Definitely. And also in regards to intuition, it's important to trust yourself, right? Mm. So you want to trust that you have all the answers. And we do. That's how our mind works. We do. You have all the answers we to do. your questions. Oh my gosh, you just gave everyone like the most valuable sentence. You do not need external validation. You do not need another person telling you how to live your life. You do not need anyone to say you're right or you're wrong or you're right. you're on the good path, you're on the bad path. You don't need no one's judgment. No one's opinion. Answers. You have the answers. Yeah. And it's in those little moments that you sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you would have had it in this in that year that you were having these dreams. You would have had those little moments where you sat with yourself mm-hmm. and a little voice would have said, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you would have just squashed that down. Mm. Squash. You would have squashed that down. Because there's so many, re- like, you think I'm going to disappoint my family, mm-hmm. the embarrassment my family is going to feel, the embarrassment I'm going to feel. Um, is this the man for me? Is mm. he the man for me? Mm. You know, why did I pick him back then over others, yep. you know? Yeah. So there's all these things that come into play. Yep. And all these questions in your head, but absolutely. You already know. You already know. And you know, a little tip that I've actually learned along the way, when you're faced with a really tough decision mm-hmm. or you're in a situation like what you were in, Cass, where you, you have to make a decision 
you're either going to pursue this with him and get married and live mm. that life or not. Mm-hmm. Fork in the road. Fork in the road, right? When you're coming up to that, the best thing to do to get the answer that's true to you, find yourself some quiet space. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the question in your mind. Just ask yourself the question. The very first mm-hmm. answer that comes to your mind, it will come so fast. Yes. So fast. That's the one. Don't ignore it. Yes. Don't pretend you didn't hear it. Don't look for, oh, I might wait for the second voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can I talk myself into I, another answer? Right, which is what yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah. We talk ourselves into another answer. Yes, that's so true. You know, so. Very, very valuable tip. And I have been doing that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, should I do this or that? first answer that comes that's the right one yeah exactly yeah exactly and, and that's trusting you that's being true to who you are mm-hmm. you know that that's that's speaking with and connecting with your intuition that's what it's about absolutely and I tend to do that with people I know now so say I'm having a conversation with my brother and mm. he's like oh I don't know whether to do this or that I ask the question I'll click my fingers at him <laughs> and I'll be give me the answer and then they'll say the answer yeah I'll be like that's the one that's the one. That's the one, friend. Like, that's it. And you leave them like, wow, I didn't know it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you're a genius, you're Cassandra. A <laughs> I am. A master of mine. But it's, it's really interesting because after I did call off my wedding, you wouldn't believe the – it was about, I swear, two or three years of people constantly coming to me seeking answers Mm. how did you do it Cass I need to know how you did that and I'm going through this like what do I do Mm. and I I became this I I was I'm like I am wise (laughs) a guru (laughs) literally like as if hey you you need need to break off your break off your wedding come to it it was it, it was honestly like that so many people coming to me answers so many people commending me on the strength that it took to do that Mm -hmm. when here I am I knew it I knew I'd been battling with it for a year and trying to make that decision but once it was done you consider it easy and then when people were like I really have to commend you on that Cassandra I said oh thanks and Mm. it, it, it clicks again that yeah I made a really tough decision and I did it and I've stuck with it yeah and I'm better off for it yeah because I can't tell you how much my life changed in that moment it was an absolute fork in the road do I do this and you know this is what I've been planning getting married moving house Mm. but if I don't do that and I go down this other path I'm still going to be living with my parents Mm. aren't I what's what's the next step Mm. but it was the best decision I can honestly say and I'm sure he won't hear this but he knows that it was the best decision for me Mm. I then booked a trip to Italy, had mm-hmm. the best trip. I then got back from Italy and bought my apartment and moved out within, uh, moved out of home within a month of buying my apartment. Like it was, it led me, the trajectory trajectory of my life mm-hmm. completely changed mm. once I made that decision. Mm. And that's I, all because you were just true to you yeah. and what you wanted and needed. Yeah. You listened to that intuition. You listened to your gut instinct. Absolutely. And I knew that if, if I had gone down that path with him, it wouldn't have lasted. Mm. It would have been toxic. Mm. It w- would not have been great. Mm. So absolutely was true to myself and I'm so thankful. And it was such a lesson for me in my mm. mid-20s to, to always listen to my intuition. 
Yeah, 100%. Because look at what came from listening to it then. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And if we take it back to, like, parenthood just for a split second because you got me thinking about something else, you know, there's going back to what I said before about, you know, I didn't really read any books Mm. on pregnancy, right? Uh, My mum gave me a couple of books Mm -hmm. and she said, you know, have a read of these. And, you know, they were books based around, like, the science of pregnancy and what's going on in month one and two and three and four. And I probably read it up until month four. And then I got freaked out and I was like, I'm not, I don't need to know this. You're like, Luke, read this. Luke, read it just in case it's something really important to tell me, but I'm not going to read it, okay? But but I didn't read it because I had this innate feeling of just, I'm going to know if there's something important in the moment that arises, I'm going to know how to deal with it. And that was just based on my trust that I have for myself because I was already listening to my intuition. Absolutely. Many years ago, I never listened to my intuition. Mm. I listened to everyone else's opinions Mm, around me. Girl. I listened to what other people were saying would be right for me Mm. and my life. And I would look at their lives and go, okay, well, I guess it worked for them. So it should, you know, maybe it'll work for me. And that, that was a lot of my adolescent years and early adulthood the people that you grow up with and are your role models, they're the ones that you look up to. And, and what we don't realise, especially at that age, and what we sometimes don't even realise as adults, is that everyone's opinion or beliefs are limited. You're listening to an opinion of someone that's only experienced something in one way. Mm-hmm. There is a hundred ways to get to the same end result. Yeah. Right? They chose one path. It worked for them. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you that it worked for them. They'll tell you, do it this way. But that way won't necessarily be the way that is best for you. And we get lost in that a lot of the time. We get lost in those limited beliefs where we go, well, it didn't work for me this way. So that means I'm unable to do it. I switch off at that point and go, well, that was it. You know, it's, it's not going to work for me. So next thing. But we don't realise that your experience is going to be totally different to someone else's. You're meant to learn different lessons in that. Absolutely. You're meant to do it a different way so that you can go back and have another conversation with that person and go, loved your way, but check out what happened when I did it this way. Mm. You know, it, it's about teaching. And again, if you're not trusting and you don't, if you don't believe in yourself mm. and if you don't listen to that voice internally and you don't trust what that first voice <laughs> mm. says when you're thinking about a topic, you, you won't be living out your full potential. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. It makes so much sense. Mm. And on motherhood as well, it's about, and I saw something in relation to Gary Vee the other day, you know, podcaster Mm -hmm. Gary Mm Vee, where someone asked him, a woman asked him a question. She said, how do I keep, you know, social media is so big. How do I keep my children out of harm's way? And his biggest tip was instilling in your child all the confidence they need to know that they are enough. Yes. Yep. So it's just those key valuable, like, you know, I look at how I was raised mm. and, and how I've come through on the other end and, uh, you know, I never, I mean, these are just small things to me, but never drank, didn't do drugs, didn't get into that side of mm-hmm. things. And I wonder to myself, okay, if I was to try and get my child to do the same, yeah. What did my parents do? Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. there's nothing I can think of that they did totally different. But, you know, was it just instilling in me, you were beautiful, you were kind, you mm-hmm. were this. Mm-hmm. 
those key things. You're that enough. You're enough. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and, and you know, it, I, I want to debate this topic with you mm. because That's a debate. does it even have anything to do with your parents? Yeah. <laughs> you tell me. I, you know, because like, does it? Yeah. Is it just you're here to live a certain life? Your soul chose this life to live it out this way and you go down the path of drugs or you go down a, mm. a, a shitty road. Does it have anything to do with your parents? Maybe mm. sometimes. Maybe sometimes. Does it have to do with people around you? But does it, does it, you know, or is it just because that's what you're here for? That's your lesson in this life. You have to live through it. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's so many bad things that happen to Absol- people. So many bad things. People people lose the ones they love. People go through mm. sickness. People go through terrible breakups, relationships. They, Absolutely. You know, and controversial, I know, but I, I'm the first to say that you have a choice, right, in how you carry yourself mm. during those bad times and after those bad times. You know, you really have a choice there. And I think that's part of the life lessons that you learn. It's like, how do you overcome something and how do you avoid living in that struggle? Even after it's finished, how do you avoid living in that struggle for the rest of your life? Because again, you know, if I take it back to the first part of this conversation, I could have lived in that bad Mm -hmm. period of life and just taken it to another level yeah. and just been the type of mother that resents my child that doesn't want anything to do with this whole unit I'm too mm-hmm. it's just it's changed my whole life yep. the negative yep even past those emotions in your system and the hormone imbalance yeah so then you've created a characteristic now yes. an attitude towards life so Long gone are the symptoms of, you know, just having given birth, but now you've created an actual lifestyle from what you yeah, felt at one point in time. Yeah, I've conditioned my mind into believing that these beliefs are true to me. Like yeah. I've conditioned my mind to think that. And, Absolutely. and it's, it's those moments where you just, you have to pull yourself out. You mm. have to, otherwise you'll be stuck. And when you're stuck, you're not listening to your intuition. No, that's right. Because if you listen to your intuition, it would tell you, we need to move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We need to move on. <laughs> yeah. Your hormones are balanced now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. No, no. Don't be angry anymore. Don't I be- ain't doing it. It's you now. It's- you in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, Cass, and you, you begin to learn that you've always been in the driver's seat. Yeah. That's where I found, you know, the path that I went down in life and things that maybe didn't work out the way I wanted them to. And I, I reflect back and I'm like, you know, I had a choice, though. Yeah. And I, I did choose those steps to be in that position and, and it did it did go pear shaped and and it wasn't the end result that I wanted, but there were little flags along the way along that the way. I knew this this wasn't right for me, but I still continued. Mm. I still continued. Again, you're worried about what other people think. Yeah. And parenthood is big with that. I am not this mother, but I know that mothers feel this because I speak to mums and they're mm-hmm. my friends and it's that pressure of am I doing the right thing? Yeah. You know, is my child, is she or he, are they, are they speaking? Yeah. Are, they, are they eating right? Are they sleeping right? Are they th- Have they hit that mark? That kid started walking at a year. Like, right. my kid is 13 months now. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally the other day I had a conversation with my mum my mom, and I said to her, you know, you tell me if, if Rosaria's <laughs> not, like, doing what she's meant to do at this age. And mum laughed at me because she knows that 
I don't I don't live my life like that. Yeah. I just kind of go, I think she's good. Yeah, yeah. She speaks, she eats, she yes. sleeps. We've had challenges, but she looks healthy to me. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and mum laughs with me. She's like, yeah. I would tell you if there was something detrimentally yeah. wrong. She goes, but I know you would know if there was. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, oh absolutely. No, I get that. I get that asking like your mum and yeah. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, I better just check in because yeah. I'm not I'm not one to worry about what anyone else is doing. Like mm. I said, I used to be and that didn't serve me very well. Yeah. I didn't get very far in life worrying about what other people thought was the right thing to do. However, I'm a big believer in I love hearing people's advice. Yeah. I, I love to hear how you got to where you are. I yeah. love to – I speak to my sister all the time, my sister-in-law, about their experiences with their little kids. Like, what do you do when this happens? Like, I want to know. Yeah, I don't necessarily always take on what they say, yeah. but the parts that resonate, the parts where I'm like, yes, you I've know. been thinking that. I've been thinking the same thing. Yep, you know what? I'm going to apply that, yep. see how it goes. You know, they're the things like keeping open discussion with people is important. I'm not saying to shut off the whole world Absolutely. and just do you and not worry about anyone else because people have a lot of things to teach you. People have experienced so much more than you. Yeah. People's kids are at different developmental ages and, and they're, you know, they've, they've been where you are. Mm. So sometimes their little pearls of wisdom are yeah. brilliant. And it can affirm, like you said, yeah. it can affirm things you've already thought of that you had been considering. It's so, so true. And, you know, talking intuition, I had a conversation with a, a good friend of mine. Only, what day were we? Yeah, yesterday I saw mm. her. And she was talking to me about her and her partner had been thinking about having a child. And they've been, you know, not being careful, or so to speak, for the last year or so. Yeah. And she said, nothing's happened. Like, you know, not even a pregnancy scare. You know, mm. and when we got on this topic of, because I had very similar experience with Luke. It was kind of like, eh, you know, if it happens, it happens. And we lived our life like that for many years. Like, yeah. if it happens, it happens. Yeah. It never happened. Yeah. No one was ever worried about it. But it got to a point where I was like, hold on, why isn't it happening? And I had to really look inwards and go, cat, yeah. it's not happening because you don't want it. Uh, right? Intuition. Wow. Right? So, like, on the surface, I'm like, maybe we should have a kid. You know, we're getting older. You know, it's probably yeah. the right thing to do. But deep down, I was like, I don't want a kid right now. Yeah. And it's like your body listens to that voice. And Unreal. I had this chat with a girlfriend of mine and, and I said to her, I said, look, I don't know if you've experienced this, but all I've got to tell you is this story that I experienced. And when I really asked myself, why am I not falling pregnant? It was because I was not in a position where I truly wanted a baby Yeah. at that point in life. And once that clicked with me and once I made the decision wholeheartedly, mind, body, soul made the decision that I actually want a child, I literally felt pregnant that yeah. week, Cass. Wow. That week. Like wow. that week. That's how Crazy. intense it is, you know. And, and I, yeah, I had a chat with and my Luke. friend about it and she said straight out, she goes, Cat, like... I like I can't believe you just said that because I've been questioning myself and when I question myself I go I don't think it's the right time in our lives mm. but that little voice she wasn't trusting that voice so she's like you know I'd start to think oh that's a silly thought that's a silly thought like put yeah. that to the side like that's not really the reason it can't be the reason and I was like, it is the reason. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I, I feel you because I've been there. I, it is the reason. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like right now, you're not ready. Yeah, I wasn't absolutely. ready. Like it's it's okay. And there's always going to be different reasons for different people yes. as well. Yeah. You know, some people think they're ready, but their bodies aren't ready. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, yeah, if mentally, 
being mentally prepared, health-wise. Uh, there's a whole accumulation of different things. And you were lucky enough to just be like, you know what? It's just it's just in my head and my heart that I need to be ready for this baby. And that's the thing, Cass. I believed that wholeheartedly. Mm. It's just in my head and mm. my heart and I need to be ready. That is what I believed and then it came into fruition because I, I believed it. Yeah. I gave it. I gave it energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Luke was just using sex magic to win Powerball. <laughs> so you're like, hey, what are you thinking about, buddy, when this yeah. is going on? Like, how's your heart head in your how's heart? Your... He's like, I just want the cash. Like... He's at number three, number 33. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Oh, that's so, um, you're so wise, Kat. I love this info. About... You know, it's just, it's just experience, Cass. Mm. Everyone is wise in their yeah. own right. You know, everyone, like I said, you, you've got all the answers you need. And sometimes it's just a matter of hearing messages. Like, I'm sure there'll be listeners right now listening to this podcast and going, yeah, that's what that voice is. That's my intuition. And I've been ignoring it. Yeah. So key takeaway is ask, find a quiet place. Mm -hmm. If you have a question to ask Mm -hmm. or if a decision to make, find a quiet place, ask the question. Mm -hmm. First answer that comes to you. First answer. It can be the most, like, you might listen to that answer and be like, no. No, that's not ro- that's not it. But, but it, is. The, it is. It is it. Yeah. That's your subconscious mind. Yeah. That's that's the answer that's come without a minute to think about it, right? Yeah. That's the that's the accelerated answer. That's the instantaneous this is what Absolutely. you need to do. Trust it. Yeah. You know, the minute you stop and think too long, too hard about a decision, You've just found a million excuses. Mm. You found a million excuses to not trust what's true to you. And on top of that, I think it's valuable for people to realise that too many opinions from other people can be detrimental (laughs) when trying to make a decision. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. That's so true. Like, how many people do I need to ask the answers within you? And sometimes you're asking questions because you're not hearing the answer you want. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So. That's right. It's that validation, mm. that external validation. Good times. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been very insightful hearing about um, your journey with motherhood so far. I think you're doing a brilliant job. Oh, so Thank you, Cass. I think a lot of people are going to find this really interesting to listen to as well. I so. hope so. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, next time. Yes, until then. <laughs> until then. <laughs>